You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hey, welcome to the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Lincoln Anderson. In the house. In the house. Uh, we will be joined shortly by the one and the only Tone the Bone, Tony Curry. It is not the biggest day in the world of sports, so we could just pretty much, we got a blank canvas here, Lars. Write us a book. Let's start with Lincoln. Lincoln? My seven-year-old. Uh... Today, after the show, we are going to go play our first round of golf together. And we have hit a lot of balls at Top Golf. I bet, Lincoln, you've hit over a thousand balls at Top Golf. Uh, we got his swing down pretty good. Uh, he likes to hit the big dog, the driver. Uh, he, can, he can get it out there probably, let's see, Lincoln weighs about 48 pounds. Uh, I think he can hit it maybe 140. Really? Yeah, yeah. Straight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. With his driver. That's already, he's already better if he's, if he's, than me. He's downhill. Um, so we're going to play a, a par three course. 
and uh, he's been in golf camp for this last week and getting his game ready. And uh, man, we're looking forward to it. And it just reminds me he's got the Tiger Woods look with the hat. Yeah, the Nike. He's cap, got the Nike cap. Uh, he's, and he's, he's very Natalie attired. He's um yeah, he looks good. He looks good. And if you look oh, good, you play oh. good. Yeah, I know. I know. He's a good-looking man. Apple didn't far, fall far. Um, but it just uh, it, it, it just reminds me of how one of the reasons I love golf so much is that it allows you to spend time with your friends or, in this case, with my son, just one-on-one. And I love that with my dad uh, so many years ago. Um, <clears throat> it was back in 2003, and it was a day before the start of the Masters. And uh, me and my dad, who was a scratch golfer in his day, uh, went out and played a mountain course in North Carolina. And on the first tee box, he said he wasn't feeling well. And so he just decided to coach me from the cart. And and that's what he did. And kind of telling me which clubs I should hit, um, what the distances were, and, you know, just just all that. And just having a really great time. And um, I shot a 76 that day. It's still the, the best round of my life. And I still can remember uh, jarring a, it was like a 25 foot putt on 18, and how my dad and I just we hugged, hugged, hugged so hard, and then two days later my dad was gone. He died of oh, a heart wow. attack, you know. But I was so happy, you know. Of course, you know I was shocked and and you know I I was grieving, but also I was just I had I was filled with gratitude that what golf had given me with my dad, and that was time. And what a special memory I have of uh, of our last memory together, and it really it was one of the, the the best days of my life. And you know, not to end this on a somber note, but now it's like I get to experience that with my son. And I, you know, I, I joke with you that my goal is to get Lincoln a scholar, uh, <laughs> get him so good, uh, yeah, get a golf scholarship to to Vandy, uh, Harvard of the South. And, um, but no, it's just, uh, it's going to be great and, uh, looking forward to it. I can't imagine a better way to spend a, a Friday afternoon. Uh, the weather's beautiful and, uh, maybe I'll write about it. Well, I hope they will. <laughs> All right. As long as we're doing the trip down family lane here. Yeah. I had one of the best nights in my entire life. I'm 64 last night, last evening. My daughter, Jennifer, and her husband, Isaac, came in from Tyler, Texas. My other daughter, Madison. Tyler, Texas. That's uh, Earl Campbell territory, right? right. Uh, The Tyler Rose. Roses everywhere in that city. Yeah. And as my daughter says, more cars and traffic than roses. But anyway, uh, she was here. We don't get to see each other, obviously, uh, geographically, for uh, but a couple times a year. And my daughter, her husband, Micah, all three grandchildren, my son, his significant other, all went to the Barons game, sat in center field. And by the way, it was Thirsty Thursday. There you go. So I don't know. Uh, I was going, wait a minute. You gonna... I'm going to tell this because I'm what transparent. Is the deal? I'm a, uh, what is the deal for Thirsty Thursday? How, what, how much uh, are the beers? I think it's $3 uh, Tall Boys. Wow. Blue Moon. I had a Blue Moon last night, 16 ounces, 3 bucks. Um. Anyway, uh, we sat there. Then we went back over to my house. And I just got to spend time with all three of my children, grandchildren, their spouses, um, for about six, seven hours. And I, I never really welled up, but I thought about it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, because let's face it, th- those opportunities 
First of all, it just, it's not possible to have it every right. weekend. Um, but anyway, I've got some pictures. I'm what is send, the uh, um, what, 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 what's the best part of that? Just just the, the feeling of togetherness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were all playing Wii. You know, we had a massive bowling tournament. I mean, it was <laughs> it was just so much fun. And you know, you just look at your children. I'm so proud of them. Um, they've gone in different directions vocationally and geographically to a certain extent, but. Um, they're all good people. Can you ask more than that? As a parent? he succeeded as a dad. Well, I think they succeeded in spite of me. <laughs> no, you know, I, I think I, I, you know, I, if they're evidence, I, I did something right. But anyway, uh, there we have the first family quarter hour here. <laughs> well, hey, it's better than hate Thursday. Yeah, we're, you know, we're going. Got, we're going I in the different. Got a text, uh, we're going in a different direction today. It's no. it's it's, it's oh, family. Yeah. It's love Friday. Yeah, love. He's loved up. Oh, <laughs> um, I actually got a text that y'all went that maybe we went a little too far on the negative. <laughs> yeah, I started thinking that's, about it about possible. an hour and a half in. We started going in a different. But anyway, it's peace, love, dove Friday. Uh, all right, well, stories that are out there. You mentioned golf. Uh, yeah, I, let's stick- I think more than your casual sports fan, or more than just your golf fan. I think a lot of people are interested in this LIV situation with the Saudi tour. Yeah. And I've had people ask me, you know, how are, why are the Saudis paying all this money? Cause essentially it's backed by the Saudi government and, uh, you know, giving a signing bonus of a hundred million, 180 million, and even sort of middle of the road golfers, they're trying to lure over to this tour with the signing bonuses of, of 20 million. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. The amount of money in the, the purses are so much greater, um, so it, it allows the players to earn more money by playing less golf. Uh, who wouldn't sign up for that? But um, for, the, for, the, for the, the Saudis, this isn't about being a, a money-making operation. I think it is to – they're playing the long game here. Uh, they want to use this tour as a way to legitimize, legitimize their government and then sort of open up their government to the West – specifically the United States, for business and business opportunities. I mean, certainly we lean on the Saudis for oil, and we do all sorts of uh, uh, business transactions with, with the Saudis. But, um, you know, uh, I, I think this is sort of a – it's more almost like a PR move than it is about making money. And, and the Saudis – look, th- this is like money uh, found in the, the, the between the cushions of the couch for the Saudis, right? Damn, yeah. <laughs> so – um, yeah, this is not about uh, about operating in the black. This is about um, uh, trying to again. I, I think entice businesses to to uh, to to Saudi Arabia in the in the long run, and um, and they're using golf as a means to do that. Would you watch it? Have you watched? It? I haven't watched it. Um, you know, so my buddy from Sports Illustrated, Alan Shipnuck, um, he wrote the book on Phil Mickelson. Uh, unauthorized biography, and we've been talking about this book for a while. It debuted at number two on the New York Times list, so it's 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 being very well read. And because Phil is the face of the Live Tour, um, they didn't. Alan uh, requested a uh, credential, and they didn't give it to him. And so he goes over there anyway, flies over to London, and uh, Phil had a press conference yesterday. And Alan tried to go into the press conference, and um, they wouldn't let him in. 
And uh, actually, I think they did. He he was credentialed, uh, but they wouldn't let him in. And it was these two guys, as Alan described him over Twitter, like <laughs> these two necklace big dudes. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then you, you can't make this stuff up. As Alan is uh, talking with them and laying out his case of why he should be allowed to go into the press conference, uh, you see Greg Norman sort of lurking in the background, and, and there's a picture of it. And um, and Alan texted Norman, and Norman's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then somebody texts him the photo of Alan <laughs> arguing with the guys, and then you see Norman in the background. So Norman just just flat out lied <laughs> to Alan's uh, face, and um, never never allowed him in. Uh, so sort of a bad PR move there by the Live Tour. Um, you know, suppressing. I, I know this is in no way equivalent to uh, other issues that the Saudi government has had with reporters, but nonetheless, you are suppressing freedom of speech. That's not good PR. No, no. And, 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 like, and as and, you and, just said, rather well, I might add, that's the focus here. Yes. They want the world to look at Saudi Arabia differently. Yes. They got to do a lot more than put on a huge million-dollar golf tournament yeah. in my eyes. And so yesterday the PGA Tour suspended all of the golfers who, who are playing in this, who are on the tour and had their tour card. Um, the suspensions are indefinite as of now. I mean, they haven't been... Uh, completely just terminated from the tour. But um, do you think that was the right move by the PGA Tour? Um, I mean, yeah, aren't, aren't I golfers... I had to aren't, restrict them some But way. aren't golfers independent contractors? But it's their league. Yeah. Their league, their ball, their rules. Yeah. Now, uh, I think from a PR standpoint, they take a little bit of a hit there. Because most people think, hey, Why? I'm good enough. I've got my card. You're not going to let me play. Um, but I think if, I, if I'm going to lean on the decision somewhere, I would say the PGA made the right move. they got to do something. But uh, Yeah. Uh, again, this, this is maybe a little esoteric uh, comparison, but it really reminds me of 1996 when IndyCar split into two series, Cart an IndyCar, yep. and TV ratings and attendance just nosedived. It, it killed IndyCar. It killed open-wheel racing in the United States, and it's never recovered. The Indy 500, yeah, it's a big event. Uh, it's really cool to attend, might I add, um, but uh, it, it, it's not the same as it was pre-split, and now you have the, the sort of uh, the equivalency here is the split of these two tours, and will it do damage to golf in the long run? I think it probably will. I think it will uh, have an effect on uh, the popularity of the sport, unfortunately, because now you're going to be seeing leaderboards filled with names that you've never heard of on both tours because you're diminishing the pool of talent on each tour. Did I say this yesterday? Pardon me. I'm an old man with a bad memory. But the, the happiest people in the world are golfers number 62 and 78. Yeah. Because now... They got a chance to win. Yeah. Probably had a chance to win before. But don't you think they're going to go up at least 20 paces, places? Yeah, absolutely. On the leaderboard? Yeah. That's a lot of money. It is. It is. Uh, I think and the that's the thing. That- the tour rewards golfers who are grinders, right? They're out there every single week, and it is a grind. I mean, I've covered uh, I've done that, and it's, it's, it's tough. Tough on the players, players' families. But the way it's set up, it rewards them more so than the stars of the sport, but just how the uh, how, how the money is doled out. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the purses may go down as a result as a result yeah. of this because uh, well TV viewership will go down, and therefore the amount of money you can charge advertisers will go down, and it, it, it just has a snowball effect. And I, and I I think that's a great point. What about sponsors? You know, what about these guys that are you know wearing NASCAR shirts out there? Those sponsors, they're, I don't they're, know if they're, they're going to pay. Are they going to pay as much? That's a good question. But they are certainly not following the golfers who are going to the Saudi-backed league. Uh, and, and I think that's a smart PR move on these companies uh, as well. So, it's a very interesting uh, situation, and I don't see a, a quick end to it. No. Um, by the way, none of the drivers, uh, excuse me, none of the golfers that have been suspended are eligible at all for FedEx. And that is some money. Yeah. Um, hey, really great feel good story you you uber right yeah love uber um a lot of good stories come out of it and here's one this past weekend that you're gonna love you're listening to the jay barker show you're listening to the jay barker show live from the avx studios in downtown birmingham Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Chance of a few scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 89. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow, we start the day with morning sunshine, then a chance of widely scattered showers and storms by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tall, could use a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering out. Welcome back to Jay Barker Show. Tony, did you ever cube her in this room? Uh, big time, man. You, uh, yeah, we always took it back. Um, well, we had, uh, let's see, we had uh, the old turntables uh, where we had to take them back uh, about a half a turn. Yeah. And then, of course, we had the pots, right? So you hit the button, then you turn the pot up because yeah. you could hear the turntable engage. And then we started getting the super-duper turntables where you actually had to go back a quarter yeah. So it wouldn't burn as much, and uh, yeah, and and we actually played this on forty five, and forty five yeah, burned a lot more than thirty threes. But um, yeah, they do. I did a uh, did a bone box down at the BJCC for Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band when Kid Rock opened up for him about fifteen, I say fifteen years ago. So it's probably closer to thirty. Um, but uh, one of the best shows I've ever seen. I could not believe at I've the age of sixty three, sixty four, sixty five. I think it was at the time he could he could hit everything. It was unbelievable. Did you uh, did you learn the art of uh, uh, slip cueing. Oh, yeah. That, you know, you had to be pretty good to do that. Yeah, you had to slip cue. We're talking disc jockey stuff here. Large, slip cueing so. would certainly Sorry. save the burn. Um, yeah. And also, uh, did you ever do any phasing? Yes. Yeah, phasing. Now, now you can do it in the... Oh, I know, right? I mean, it's all simple. But, yeah, yeah and, and when you hit it and you nailed it, oh. phase when you put two tracks on top of each other and it kind of does this... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a really cool, cool sound. Yeah, it is really and cool. When you nail it, you nail it. Yeah. How'd you get your start in radio, Tony? Uh, I was uh, 12 years old, and my mom signed me up for a radio class in high school. 
when I was 13, I was like, I don't want to do radio. We had a 10-watt radio station, WLHS, Lakota High School up in uh, Cincinnati. It was a little 10-watt station. It was, uh, we, you know, we, we give away a Big Mac on Tuesday, and we had to wait till Thursday to get a winner. It was one of those things because you couldn't hear it outside the school. Uh, but it was run like a real radio station, and we used to get uh, spinoffs, boards, stuff like that from terrestrial radio stations that yeah. didn't want their stuff anymore. And so we, we had a radio station, but we had to take meter readings every hour and do the whole nine yards, do the logs and all that stuff. And you had to have a radio license. It was it was a, it was a real radio Third station. Third class with endorsement. Yeah, it was, no doubt. Yeah. But that's how I guess that started. That test was not easy, by the way. No, it was a two-minute test where you had to uh, queue up two records, uh, cut a piece of tape, uh, load up a cart rack, uh, and I failed it. I didn't do it. I couldn't do it in two minutes. Um, but I worked with a guy named uh, Dusty Rhodes, sure who worked up did. who worked up at uh, at Cincinnati at WLW, which is still yeah, big powerhouse. Home. Yeah, still it it, it was uh, it was the voice of America. It was VOA back in World War II. It was five hundred thousand watts. You could hear it in Germany, right? Yeah. And and their tower was about a half an hour or half a mile, should I say, away from my mom and dad's house. And if you got close enough to it, you could hear yeah. the, you could hear the frequency yeah. in your in your fillings in your teeth. It, it's not some some place you want to uh, make a habit of being around. No, and it's one of only about, I think it's one of only about four or five AM stations that still can power up around the clock, so you can hear Reds games at nighttime. I listened yeah. to a Reds game last night. They lost. They gave up four runs in the top of the ninth. I was like, jeez. Anyway, uh, I, was, well, I was listening. I used to listen to Marty and Joe all the time, but I uh, used to listen to uh, Cincinnati Reds baseball games on, on AM. But Dusty Rhodes did a show, and, and this, is how I, this is how I got my start in, in, in terrestrial radio and in, in, in commercial radio. And I was like 13 years old, and he needed someone to answer the phones because he did a trivia contest. He played no record that was over 230. So every record he played, it was a hot Goldies, 70s, whatever thing. This was back in the 80s. And he would play, I, I want to say he played, like, we, we would always think we could play 12 to 13 songs an hour based on their longevity of four and a half minutes in classic rock. He would play, like, 22 songs an hour with, with commercial breaks, and he would do a trivia question with a winner on tape after every song. So he'd Whoa. throw the question out, play a two-minute record, record it, play it back, and then, and by the end of it, man, he was just sweating. It was, it was great. It really taught me a lot about radio. And I like that now. There's a real art to running a board. There used to be. There used now to be. it's just a mouse. Yeah, you didn't have time to pee. Oh. Good luck. Until, God, I remember. Until, until I'm a, we're going to do this just one more time. Yeah. Remember um, your first set of sequential cart machines? Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys what? are talking a foreign language yeah. here. Yeah. Well, not, not and, that, and we don't need to go down there because there might be two people. Now, did your sequential go from number four back to number one, yeah. or did it stop sometime, anymore? See, mine sometime. ended, mine ended You know, four. I never trusted them, really. I'd stand right there. Yeah. Just to, this is the cart machines that sometimes you ran music. Most yeah. times that your commercials were on it. Um, you put and when you got 30-second yeah. commercials and you've got a break of six and you have to fire it off after every 30 seconds to get a sequential cart machine, and it would do it on a cue. Yeah. So you could hit the first one and go all the way Put to the Put your church tones on there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Tick, 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 what was tick, the yeah. first ad you sold? Do you remember? Oh, man. Uh, you know what? I, I really wasn't into sales. I didn't do any sales. I mean, what, I was always What's the first with... one you cut? Do you remember? Um, wow. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even remember the first commercial. I did so many commercials when I got here. I mean, I was on everything. I, I, I couldn't even tell you what I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember doing all the bar gigs. I remember doing Rockingham Palace. You were the, stuff. the bar guy. Yeah, I mean, I used to spend three or four hours a day just doing production. I got in at noon, worked noon to three, doing yeah. production, and did my show from three to seven. And then would go out. Everybody wanted Tone the Bone as their spokesperson. <laughs> That's now, why. And now look at me. All right. Um, 
none of us went to the Garth Brooks show, but next year we're going to say we did, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a massive success on many levels. A Birmingham lady, and I'm looking at the post here. I don't. She was going to the concert. Yep. And I, I would call her by name if I could because what a good Samaritan. She's, she's going, she takes Uber. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she gets to the concert, they find a parking place, and she says, Hey, why don't you come with us? She took the Uber driver awesome. to see Garth Brooks. That's awesome. You like that? Mark? Yeah. Is that better story. than my monkey story yesterday? <laughs> it is better than your monkey story. <laughs> he didn't like that at all. Did you read where I think it's Taiwan or something? Are you happened? going back to the monkey story? A, well, I want to inform him. <laughs> uh, have you heard this? Uh, I'm afraid not. They're, uh, they're arresting other, I, this company for monkey abuse. Really? Evidently, they take the monkeys as babies, and then they train them to pick coconuts, and then they put them on tethered Little change. Oh yeah, I've seen it. And yeah, that's what yeah. they do. Yeah, that's what they and do. And Pete is all mad about it. Yeah, they're like uh, they're like uh, I did ride dogs. They they love it. They love it. Uh, but did they you? say they put little chains around their neck, and that it's because you know Peter will jump on anything. So idiots like me will mention it. Well, you know what? The first year I was in town, uh, the Wiener Mobile came to town. Do you remember this? Uh, the Oscar, Oscar, the Oscar yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to Kurt Bush, Kurt Bush and I took off in the Wienermobile once at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. It was about seventy. Yeah, and, he and almost I, tipped it. Yeah, he was trying to tip it. Yeah, and I said, <laughs> I said, I want to drive that for my show. So we we set it up, and I was driving through Southside in the Wienermobile, and I had cars on either side of me, PETA people throwing bloody meat at the side <laughs> of the vehicle. Because oh, I was gosh. driving the Wienermobile. It was the best promotion I ever got. I mean, I couldn't see the windshield. The windshield had the windshield wipers on because there were, like, lamb legs and stuff. It looked like oh Jurassic gosh. Park. The giant leg lands on top of the windshield. I mean, I had the windshield wipers going. It was horrible. There was blood all over the Wienermobile, yeah. Did you get some TVPR out of it? Uh, we did, yeah. We drove I it back to the parking lot and yeah. called every single TV yeah. station we could find. But they were they were not happy with the fact that we were eating and were riding a processed meat, I guess. I'm not really sure the stuff in a hot dog is considered meat anyway. No, uh, it's probably not. It's delicious, though. It's really good. I love hot dogs. I, I do, too. I do, too, man. I had one last <laughs> I mean, night. The, the nastier, the better, dude. Yeah. I love uh, it. You remember the Legion Field death dogs? Did you ever have one of those? No. The hot dogs that they would put out for the media at halftime, and mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming they're the same hot dogs they would serve to the general public. Yeah. But it had kraut, mustard, Ketchup, and I don't know how they mixed it up. They had some kind of sauce on there, they too. Were nasty they were good. They were good, yeah. yeah, were yeah. Good. And, you know, they made, them like, they made them like four days before the game, too. Yeah. Because they were just Rep. sitting there. Yeah. yeah. And they were boiled. Boiled hot yeah, dogs. Boiled. Were Remember You're Grandma right? used to boil oh, hot dogs? Yeah. Boiled hot dogs taste so much better than they do in the microwave. God, we sound old. Um, my wife fries them on a little salt sauce that's good. And they're really good. Okay. Uh, is there anything going on in the world of sports, guys? I mean, I know we talked about the live golf, but. What what, 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 what was your take on the, I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys, because I talked about this morning on Tony Curry Radio. I'm interested to see what your take was on uh, on the whole live golf thing. What, what, uh, where do you, where do you go with? You want to knock it out on the other side? Yeah. 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 Good job. Uh, what, what, what is, uh, what is your soul worth? Phil, um, Phil Mickelson. 200 million? Uh, evidently. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about last, the other side. Last place pays like $150,000. I guess if you just yeah. show up, you get a check. I've also got a great story, speaking of Uber, about a woman who just sued Geico and won the suit for something what? that happened in her car. You, oh, you, yeah. You, I read you, about that. <laughs> Very <laughs> good tea. Good, good <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. There's Tony, Lars, Matt. Hey, Lincoln. Say hey.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Tony, very difficult song to ramp. You really don't get a post where. Try ramping the Bruce Springsteen version. I actually like this version. Better. I'm starting to think that almost every song that I love is a remake. And 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 we have to remember too that 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 99 of the time, when a singer sings a song like "Friends in Low Places," they didn't write it. Barry. Just like like Barry Manilow, man, he did not write "I Write the Songs." Not a lot of Carol <laughs> he did King. not write no. "I Write the he Songs." He didn't write a he single did. song. Wow. He was the flipping little jingle yeah. singer. Nothing wrong. Okay. That's why there's a songwriter's Hall of Fame, and a, because if yeah. you can write a song, like Taylor Swift is one of these gals that does it all, and that's, Carole what, King. that's why she's kill, killing it. Exactly, Carol King, great James, Taylor, James Taylor. Taylor. But there's a lot of artists like Hart never wrote any of their songs. All their songs are written for them. And that's, do you like Pearl Jam? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Pearl Jam is like my my favorite band. Yeah. Uh, and I had somebody, I, 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 I had somebody say, kitchen. "Yeah, you and every other guy your age." Oh yeah. Even the flow <laughs> will get me going, dude. Um. They write their own songs. Yes. Eddie Vedder. Yes. Well, when you get a whole band of guys, you don't need people writing music for you. The Beatles. Yeah. They certainly had a, they had a few hits, didn't they? Just a few, yeah. All right. You're going to share with us this Geico story that I'm not sure yeah, I, really I want to hear. Yeah, I want to talk about the, the, the Live Golf thing, though, real quick first, oh, since you guys saw that kind that of fresh. And, t- uh, and table. And we'll, the... we'll, we'll tease the Geico's $5.2 million settlement. But what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, on what's happening and certainly with the ramifications of the PGA cutting loose 17 guys or, or at least suspending them, and, and will they ever come back? Uh, yeah, there'll be some kind of uh, change. There'll be an amendment here, and then I, I hope that they'll kind of meet in the middle and be able to figure out how – if it's possible to get the best of both worlds. But uh, I think right now they're at a real impasse. And so the PGA stepped up. They had to do something. Yeah. Um, I, I think the person that has lost the most from an image standpoint, and it's probably going to come out uh, of his pocket in sponsorship, Phil Mickelson at one time, I, I said, was like the modern-day Arnold Palmer. Yeah. I mean, it's just seeing you all, you, you might have a favorite, but everybody always seemed to pull for Phil. Mm-hmm. Until, not, he started winning, until he started winning majors. Um, not, not till, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, he, he's coming off looking like a real bad guy. You know, who looks worse than anybody. And I don't think we've talked about it is Greg Norman. Yeah. Yeah. What a tool. He has always been a businessman though. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, you ask his, uh, lovely, uh, divorced wife there exactly what, uh, kind of business drawings he got into. But, you know, it's interesting because I think there's two things that the way I look at it, you know, there's a lot of, uh, righteous, Hoity-toity, I would never take that kind of money. Look what the Saudi Arabians do to their people and their people's rights. And, and they were a lot of people directly or indirectly related to 9-11 because 13 of the 15 pilots were terrorists from Saudi Arabia. You can make all these correlations. 
And certainly from a human rights standpoint, it's, it's out there. We know what they do. I mean, they kill gay people, for gosh sakes. And so um, you're making a deal with the devil by allowing this. And, and when a an golf- assassinated Washington Post reporter. Exactly. And, and, and when a golfer sits there and says, listen, I have to provide for my family, it's hard for us to understand that when we know that you can make 2 or $3 million every weekend by playing a game. It, it, it's very difficult. And I understand that when you're making $2 million, you're not really making $2 million, but you're still making $2 million. You're still pretty well off. Phil Mickelson obviously sounds like he's lost a lot of money gambling. Uh, some people say he's a swinger. He's obviously had stock issues. I mean, he's had all kinds of clouds all around him, and somehow he escapes before the storm hits. Um, and so we don't understand, as, as, as normal Joes making thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, what it's like to have that type of money thrown at us. We would sit there and say, I would never accept $150 million because a look at the, 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 the human rights of, of, these, of these people and of this country. But if you put a Twitter poll around and said, I'd say, I'd give you $500,000 if you run a kilo over to Atlanta right now, would you do it? You're looking at me? <laughs> That's a tough I, one. I, I, would, I would bet that 90% of the people yeah. out there go, one-time deal? Sure. Um, now, I'm not saying that correlates or is used as an analogy for human rights. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying, though, is for money, we will do things. We always take the high road. Well, I'd never do that because we know that opportunity is never going to be afforded it's to us. Really no one's ever going to offer me $150 million Absolutely. to join the Live Golf Tour. So I can easily sit there and say, I would never do that. Or that that's not Moralistically, that's horrible. I'm going to hell for that. I'm not going to do that. But when you really throw to the regular Joe Schmo, there was a guy in Bolivia about three years ago who was going to the airport. He was going from Colombia up to uh, Mexico. And he was the third guy in line. And so they pulled him aside to do a scan of his body and found 57 balloons of cocaine in his stomach. He was drinking a Diet Pepsi. They're like, you probably don't need to be drinking a Diet Pepsi <laughs> if you got 57 balloons of cocaine in your system. The guy was a father of six. He was making $6,000 a year, worked 60 hours a week, was married for 38 years, was 62 years old, had never had a run-in with anything legal or illegal. And they pulled him aside and said, what are you, what are you thinking? What, what are you, first of all, you could die. And second of all, what, what were you thinking about doing this? You've never had, you never even had a speeding ticket. He said, they offered me $60,000, a one-time deal, to walk through this airport with this. And once I get out the other side, I could pass it, and I'm done, and I'm set for life. And I'm tired of living in poverty with my six children and my wife. I want to provide for them. Well, he's in jail for the rest of his life. But, I mean, there's another one of situations where, you know, what's your soul worth? What, what is it worth? And you have to hope the man upstairs, God, will, it's not about money. It's about hope and joy and we will, we will provide for you. We will take care of you. I will give you enough to, to, to live and, and be sustainable. And, again, you throw that kind of money in front of people. Now, golfers, I'm like, whatever, because they've made hundreds of millions of dollars. Why do you need to do something for a country or for another golf tour? And, again, the PGA can't compete with it. But I'm also hearing that, that even the Saudis are, are, are like, they're going to lose money on this endeavor. I don't know how long it's going to last. It may be a splash, so be careful who you're making. And Sergio Garcia is another one of those guys that I, I really thought was one of the good guys that I look at a little differently. Dustin Johnson, not so much. I'm like, oh, whatever. Uh, but but Sergio, Greg Norman doesn't surprise me. Phil doesn't surprise me at all. He really doesn't. Dustin Johnson surprised me. But they offered him $180 million. He's 37, what, 38 years old? Yeah. Uh, uh, we you know what to- I don't like, and I said this yesterday, and I, I pardon me, I'm stepping on you there, Lars. I don't like him saying he's doing it for his family. Yeah. Be boo he's doing it for the money sure and if he really wants to stand up for family and family values he doesn't do it yeah because of the ways the saudis are and we talked about this at the top of the show that this isn't about making money 
the live tour it's about uh, a, P- a pr campaign by the saudis to try to open up uh business opportunities in the west and and get uh companies in the united states to do business with them and change the perception of saudi arabia through golf and a lot of countries do that through sports germany yeah. germany's been doing it for years the, the thing i have not heard about though maybe you sh- you'll you'll probably know this have there been any ties to television networks at all not that I no. know of. I, I imagine there's a streaming service somewhere where you can watch it so, right I mean, now. I mean, you know, NBC's got the PGA on every single weekend. Where, where, where is this golf tournament? Because without the eyeballs, it's not going to it's not going to succeed. It's it's not it's not fruitful enough to, to to make it. So where are we going to be watching Phil Mickelson play golf in the Live Tour? <clears throat> and then will any TV company touch it over here? Uh, great question. Be on Paramount Plus. Uh, I'm just I'm just, I'm just glad. That channel. I mean, I. I'm just glad that most of the guys are staying with the PGA Tour. I mean, I just want to see the best golfers play against each other, right? As a yeah. golf fan, you want to see... They, are, they offered Tiger money, too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They offered him. But he didn't take it? No. Talk way, about Tiger's, a guy who could have sold out. Tiger, Tiger yeah. Officially a billionaire. Officially a billionaire, yeah. according to Forbes. So d- does he really need to go to Saudi? Well, you know, he can get $200 million and, and add to that billion. Here's the question, Tony. I asked Lars and Jay earlier this week. If the guy, if they came to you mm-hmm. and said, Tony, great radio guy, we want to be, we want you to be our Doug Bell, yep. or our, our friend that mm-hmm. does the tour on radio, and we're going to pay you $10 million to do it in, in Saudi Arabia, would you do it? I, I, I thought and about it. See, that is a realistic question. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. I would, I would certainly consider it. Yep. If someone offered me $5 million from Saudi right now for my radio station, would I sell it, or would I go, mm, human rights, I can't allow this to happen? That's a tough call there. But you can spin it if you do go to try. You can be the person who tries to initiate change. Yes, with the right? money that I make. Yes, through the uh, yes. And, and you, and you, 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 Which you is try what? to be like a that's, good actor it, in, inside. That's a good on, out. I mean, based on what Phil said about the Saudi Arabians and how they run, yeah. they're, they're bad MFers and all stuff. Yeah. Based on what he's already said about them, he could be the one that say, listen, I'm taking this money and I'm going to allocate $50 million of it towards human rights in this particular country or help people that, you know, but <laughs> it's it's just a money grab. It really is. And the majority of these guys are a little older, too. So maybe the youngsters still see that there's quite a bit at the bottom of the well there to make it the PGA. Justin yeah. Thomas had a great quote. I mean, if, yeah, if a Ricky Fowler or Justin Thomas went, it would be one thing. But all these other guys are in the you know on the back on the back nine yeah. of their career. Who would you say is was Phil Mickelson the biggest get they got? He's the biggest name, but I mean, is he really going to be competitive again in another major? I mean, he's, they can still play in three of the four majors. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine like someone like Jack Nichols getting involved in a or well, they've already. Greg Norman's already called him a hypocrite. Yeah. Because at first he said he kind of gave it his support, and then he thought about it and said, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not giving my support. And and in in the Aussie eyes of Greg Norman, that makes him a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. I think it's a big difference between being hypocritical and changing your mind for just reasons. Yeah, and and, and to analogize it again at a different level, like the Brittany Griner situation, people are like, what is she doing over in Russia playing ball? It's because she's making ten times as much money in in Russia than she does over the United States. I get that. You you have a skill, you have a love, you have a passion for something, and you need to provide for your family, and you can make ten times what you're making over here. She's making $60,000, $70,000 a year over here. I I get that. When you're talking about $150 million and based off what Phil has made in his life, does not look good. It looks creepy. Well, and you don't bring Russian gummy bears back. Isn't that pretty much what got her in trouble? (laughs) 
think, yeah, you think Brittany's going to, uh, Griner's going to be released pretty soon? No. You don't? No, I don't think there's any reason to. And I, and I, I hate it for her, but uh, again, uh, don't put yourself in a position like that. Good things happen to bad people that do dumb things. Why, don't why, do you go, the crime. Why, why are you going through a, an airport with hash? And you're, and you're six that. foot nine. It's not like you can slide through. They're going to see you. Midnight Express, the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember uh, Midnight the Oasis. Maria Maldon. All right, Tony, you going to share this creepy story when uh, we get Be back? Be careful what you're doing in your Hyundai Genesis, yep. There's something about that. <laughs> Genesis, <laughs> I think, is what made me laugh. Anyway, you're listening to Jay Barker Show. Sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Chance of a few scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 89. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow we start the day with morning sunshine, then a chance of widely scattered showers and storms by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. On the phone is in the house. That's Tony Curry, radio legend. I don't know about that. I remember I used to call Doug Layton that, and he actually gets mad. Really? Don't, don't, don't call me. You rather be called and he fran- was. Would you be, rather be called the franchise or the legend? Her, which is the franchise. And you're the legend. In my own mind. I oh. think anytime you're in the business for over 40 years, you're a legend. You're a legend, too. Uh, Lars, will be a, Lars will be a legend in 2053. This is my 50th year. Wow. In radio. It's pretty incredible. And you're still doing it. You still love doing it. And I love I that about I, tried, you. I, I, I stepped away for a while, and I, I, I hated it. I found out that it was part of the fabric of my life. It and, is. Uh, and, and, you know, it's my breath. You just hope that you can make a living doing it, and you hope that you marry a woman who's got a job better than yours <clears throat> so she can support you because most radio guys... I got half of... Making... Well, I have a wonderful <laughs> you wife. You have an so. incredible oh, wife. She, she doesn't need to You know to how make many people money. tell me that? I mean, <clears throat> I'm on, like on a daily basis. Yeah. People told me that last 18 years. When we finished up with this, is like 12 of us going to the Barons game last night. I had all my children in town, which is great. Yeah. So we had this big night, and we couldn't decide what we wanted to do after the game because my daughter was going to leave early because they're going to Disney World. They're going to leave early, early. So you wanted to do something. You wanted to, So we ended up going over to my house. And uh, so I called Karen on the way. I said, guess what, sweetie? There's three kids, my kids. And all the spouses headed your way. Uh, what would you like to drink? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's good. But, I mean, she just handled it like a pro. And no, she's awesome. Well, she's very understanding. All right. Are we going to, Lars, would you introduce Tony for this really amazing story? The floor, no, I, the floor uh, is yours, uh, Tony. No, I read the story, and I just couldn't believe it because uh, Chris Doris's State Farm team is one of my big sponsors on my radio program. So I sent him the story, but evidently a woman um, – where where was she at? Was she in uh, Maine or somewhere Missouri? Missouri. I think Missouri. 
She uh, evidently um, filed a case against uh, the insurance company, which was Geico, of her ex-boyfriend. Um, and she had been with him since 2016, um, and uh, she won a $5.2 million um, liability lawsuit against the company. The company will have to pay, and then it got appealed, and they upheld it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, why is this? Well, she evidently had relations, since Lincoln's in the studio, I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. She had relations with her boyfriend in the back seat of his Hyundai Genesis. And unbeknownst to her, he had HPV, which is a, uh, a, 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 a yeah, well, it's, it's a disease, but it, but because they had relations, it was considered an STD, and ah. she contracted that through her boyfriend. They have since broke up, so she sued the car insurance company for liability for contracting this STD through him, and they agreed with her to the tune of five point two million dollars. And her attorney said, listen, just because the car wasn't moving, well, the car wasn't moving, but just because it wasn't something that was done on a highway or on a road, but it happened inside the car, makes the insurance company wow. liable for this particular thing. And they upheld it $5.2 million. Well, and it is turning the car insurance. Now, you can make the argument, well, what about home insurance? If some, and, and the whole he idea did. is the fact that he did not share with her that he had this condition, and she contracted it. $5.2 million bucks. There's a, there's a question. Shared a little bit too much. Would you contract an STD for five point two million dollars? Oh God! Hey, next That's hour. Uh, next hour, we're gonna con- we're gonna get back on the peace love dove Friday. All right, Lars. That's that's in your court. Be right back. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids go into that same Guthrie's. And great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. and You'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Everybody, y'all gonna hang in here for another fifty-eight minutes. Everybody gonna be be okay with that? Let's Tony, do it. Tony Curry's Lars Anderson. I'm Matt Coulter. Lincoln is in the house. Are you gonna say anything, Lincoln? Will you just wave to the radio then? Oh, right. <laughs> he responds to you like every other radio personality. <laughs> like like most like women. Like you're talking to yourself. <laughs> Ignore you. And turn your back. Go turn off the fan. He's got a blue bag. He's doing. He's got a what? He's got a blue egg. It's a blue yeah. football. Yeah, he's got oh, a blue oh. football. Yeah. He's got more important things. No, he's, that thinking, of, he's thinking about that 12-19 tea time. Is that, yes, he is. By the way, where are you playing, if I may ask? We're going to head out to uh, Oxmoor Valley. Okay. Yep. Play the is he carrying your there. clubs? or? Uh, I will be carrying his clubs, I'm sure. You know, this is... Uh, I was with him yesterday, or two days ago. We went out and just hit balls on the driving range. And by the time I got home, my back was just killing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not properly warm up, and I just uh, I went straight to the driver. And uh, so hopefully I can play today. But if not, I will uh, coach Lincoln around the course. You'll be good. You'll be fine. Yeah. Find out what he's made of. Don't tell Tony, him too much. Just let him go up there and swipe at it. Yep. Tony, um, I don't know if we adequately, adequately have uh, gotten your take on the most recent developments with NIL particularly um, Ohio State quarterback now driving around $150,000 Bentley, which I understand is guaranteed him uh, until he declares well, the who, NFL. Well, who, um, and I did just see the story, but but who, <sighs> something's got to be done, I, I think, um, because it is getting out, out of control. And, of course, you ask the guys who are driving around in $300,000 cars, they have no problems with it at all, or they could be the quarterback at Alabama or anyone else that's making a ton of money. Uh, and, and once the cat's out of the bag, right, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. But who who is this up to 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 to, to really regulate? I mean, is it, it's not the NCAA, right? Is no. this an NCAA issue? No, it's got to be a, a, an act. Yeah, it's got to be from the federal government. Yeah, I mean, boy, that, that's, I mean, I mean, that's Sankey, a comforting thought, isn't Sankey, it? Sankey's been in D.C. Uh, talking to different lawmakers, and there's just, there just needs to be uniformity. I mean, really. There needs to be a cap, I think, put on how much a school can, how much these collectives, right, uh, how much they can dole out. And then you would uncap what a player can make on their own with their agent. But, I mean, right now, you know, uh, Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, said last week that they have done their research and uh, analysis of the situation, and they believe that it's going to cost $13 million uh, a year 
in order in order from these collectives uh, in order to compensate their top twenty six players. So that's an average of five hundred fifty thousand a year per player for the top twenty six, and that's what the that's the number he believes they need to uh, secure a national title. And uh, that is that is that is unbelievably ridiculous. The fact that we're putting a a, a, a money amount on what it's going to take to compete for a national yeah. championship. Here's the thing. And, and Mark Ingram is a good friend of mine, the athletic director at UAB. He was so far ahead of this three, four years ago. He, he was a lot along, and I know the Jays kind of waffled back and forth recently about how he believes that you know, you're getting a free education. You know, it would be great if your kids could also get free educations if you played a particular time. Um, but we kept talking about, you know, this is really not going to affect college football as we know because there's not going to be that many great players that are going to be able to take advantage of an NLIL situation. But what we're finding out now is it doesn't matter whether a player is worth $500,000. The coach is like, we need this to raise this type of money so I can throw money at a guy who doesn't deserve it just to ensure that not only another team in the Big Ten doesn't get him, but that he's going to be sitting on my bench uh, for the next two years before he's a starting quarterback. It's really scary because where is the money coming from, man? Is it coming from boosters? I mean, we can't build stadiums. It's coming from local businesses. It's coming from local businesses, and they funnel the money through the collectives. And uh, good luck on trying. It, it's just uh, it's like uh, you know with the the Saudi backed uh, new golf tour. Live, uh, you're going to go. Are you going to go to a school based on what they can pay you, or what the school has to offer you in terms of academics, stadium, coaching? You're going to go where the money is. In a lot of Anybody. cases, you can possibly get both. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, but I mean, it, it, it has. There has to be uniformity. I, I don't know. This thing has like just gotten out of control very, very fast. Yeah, it really has. And, and, uh, and like you said, it's the toothpaste out of the tube. Yeah. What do you? I think you have? can you can regulate and, and try and pull back a little bit, but I, I dare them to try and stop these collectors. They'll get sued so quick. Oh yeah. I mean, people are dumping. I, I would imagine across the nation, would it be a stretch to say there's probably a billion dollars in total funds for the collectives with all the schools? Probably. Oh, yeah. Probably so. And I just well, let's take, can't stop that. Man, you, well, let's trickle down a little bit to the, the high school level. You know, that's how many daddies go are going, how many daddies go are going to go, listen, uh, let's, 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 let's push you through. Let's make sure that, I mean, high school sports are going to get even bigger at this particular level because they know that if they can compete at the high school level and they get recruited at any level, they're going to get paid at, at the college level, what regardless if, of whether they're worth it or not, even if they see a snap. What if the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world, mm-hmm. he decides to give Nebraska a million or a billion dollars? He could easily do that. Nebraska would be number one in two years. Yeah, how long would it take if you can? If you have a, a bottomless supply of cash, how long would it take to create to go from a uh, a last place team in the Big Twelve and the Big Ten to winning a national championship? I, I think we've got a really good measurement that we're going to witness in what's happening at USC and Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Uh, now, it's not a billion, and, and they're middle of the pack. They're not bottom. But I we've talked about this. I think they could – they're going to make a lot of noise this year. But I, I think they're, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Doesn't it have a lot more, though, to do not only with the money that these players are receiving, but also the administration they're playing for, the boosters, certainly the legacy of that particular program, but also the facilities, the stadiums. I mean, are guys going to want to play in the Pac-12? Knowing they're not going to be seen on television on the East Coast, they could be making five hundred thousand dollars a year. But I mean, ultimately, five hundred grand 
for a college kid, believe it or not, ain't a whole lot of money. Like because they're 22 years old when they get out, and then what are you going to do the rest of your life? Are you playing at the next level? I mean, if you could find a situation where you're on a TV market every single week, and you're in a major market, and you're making that kind of money, and you're getting an education out of it, good for you. But these kids need to realize that, listen, at the age of 22, your life, only 1% of them make it to the next level. Go get your, I mean, go get your payday, but good luck afterwards. I'd like to try and live on $500,000 a year. And, uh, Man, on, what in the Tuscaloosa? hell happened, though? We went from not having pizza money... To guys losing their jobs on football teams because they got a free meal at Domino's, and now they're driving three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I mean and it really we did is. this. It changed in what a year? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's literally. Just, it, it's, it's it's pretty insane. It really is. Um, if we'd had a really really strong NCAA, I don't think this would have happened. No, uh, and a respected leader. Uh, I, I want to know where all these dogs. If they would have given them uh, legitimate stipends. Yeah, everybody gets uh, you know fifty thousand dollars. I think that was the 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 Pandora's box, though, Lars. I think by giving them the two to three thousand dollars a month or whatever they get according to their schools, uh, and that kind of went by the wayside. We don't even worry about that kind of money anymore. But when they start getting that pizza money, that kind of opened up the, the the bag, right? Um, but a lot of these guys are eighteen, nine, and girls eighteen, nineteen years old, and are they, they get that yet? stipend check, and the next thing you know, they've got a brand new woofer. But they still can't. And they don't think about using it throughout the entire month. Uh, Pell Grant is a perfect example. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I got one. Uh, it was based on eligibility, you know? And a lot of these young athletes didn't come from poverty. Some did. But they they were eligible. Yeah. And I think you could get $3,500 a semester. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like squat now. There's enough back then. But, yeah. But they would, uh, they would go buy a beat-up used car. And then not have any shampoo in a month. Yeah. So, right, Tony, if so. you if you ran college sports, what would you do to try to solve this issue? Well, I think you, first of all, got to take uh, the five major conferences that have already created this autonomy for themselves, and it's up to them to figure out how they want to do it. I mean, we've always talked about the separation, the Power Five conferences going off and doing their own thing and having 64 teams, and, and, and then everyone else goes by the wayside. But something's got to be done pretty quick. But if you're Could next- it be the athletic director's? Coming together and trying to uh, create uniform rules? I think it'd probably have to be the university presidents first before the athletic directors because despite the fact that athletic director sounds like a good gig, just based on my conversation with Mark Ingram, they really don't have the wherewithal or the power to uh, force things like this to go through. It's it's, Or or conference commissioners, the Greg Sankeys of the world. And, and And I'm sure Greg's way ahead of this. I mean, I'm sure he saw this coming. Uh, and that's probably why he's up in Washington, D.C., trying to figure it out before the lawmakers get involved in it. Because, But this is what they want. Where is all these talking heads? These players need to be paid. It's a sport. They're making billions of dollars. Where are they paid? They need to get paid. Well, where are they now? I want to I hear what they have to say now. <laughs> hey, would you all be comfortable if uh, the powers that be, the president's is a good idea, Yeah, a really good one. Yeah. Uh, everybody just got together and said, okay, the czar of college football is now Greg Sankey. Would that work, Lars? We've been talking about a football commissioner for years, right? Yeah. yeah. Possibly. And, and if, if not, do you have a suggestion? Let, let's pick this up on the other side. If y'all, um, would, if y'all were in charge and could hire a czar of college football that could make all this stuff work and put some boundaries on it, you got anybody off the top of your head? We'll, we'll talk about it on the Kirk other Herbstreit. side of the Kirk Herbstreit. Is he a nice guy as I hear about? Yeah. He's a good dude. Really good family guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Heck, he had to move out of Columbus because he was getting so much crap. I know, right? For being honest. Yeah. Wow. You ever been running out of town, Lars? <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're probably... I think we've all been running out somewhere. I think somewhere. you should <laughs> exercise the right <laughs> of not freedom of speech on that particular topic. All right, I brought it up. I'll end it. Uh, when we come back, czars of college football. And also, coming out of our break, you're going to hear Tom Brady's response being asked if being the quarterback at Miami was ever a real possibility. That's what you'll hear in about three minutes. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Stay up to date with the Crimson Tide. Local high school sports and Bama in the pros right here. On Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Chance of a few scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 89. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow we start the day with morning sunshine, then a chance of widely scattered showers and storms by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You know, true to the reports that uh, at some point uh, you were interested in becoming uh, a part of the Miami Dolphins in, in any situation, in any circumstance. Any truth to those reports, Tom? About me going to... Joining the Dolphins in any capacity. I mean, it's again, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, as I've had for the last three or four years in my career, about you know different opportunities when I'm done playing with football, so... Um, you know, I kind of made a decision of what I'd like to do, and um, I'll, be, I'll get to be in the game of football. And I think for me the most important thing is where I'm at now and, you know, what I hope to do for this team. That's, that's been my commitment to, you know, this, this team and organization. It's been so much fun for me to come here two years ago. It's been almost two and a half years now, and uh, it's been an incredible part of my football journey. And it's not over, and we still got a lot to accomplish. So i got a long life ahead, and... Um, you know, there's a lot of fun things to do ahead. I'm looking forward to what's ahead um, in football. But at the same time, you know, none of us are promised much beyond what we have now. And this is the current moment. And I'm really excited about going out there to try to compete and win a championship. Is that the ultimate sport, political block and bridge? Oh, yeah. yeah. What does that make you think immediately, Lars? And and, and you know that you've met the guy. I mean, yeah. you, you did a book that certainly involved him. So, um, Well, I think it's possible that he talked with Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross uh, about the possibility of, uh, you know, making a, of coming up with a plot that would lead Brady to eventually being traded to the Dolphins. Uh, but if Brady admits that, um, then that would be tampering on the Dolphins part. Um, I have always maintained that uh, I, I haven't really bought too much stock in in this sort of, you know, covert operation to for Brady to get to Miami because, one, he's under contract by, with the Bucks. Bucks own his rights. 
And uh, why would they trade him? I mean, it would take so much draft capital that it wouldn't make sense for the Dolphins because they um, would, uh, I mean, they would get Brady, what, for one, two years? And you're, you're going to have to give away several high picks? I mean, maybe it involved Tua being traded uh, to to the Bucks, but I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You still don't think that the, they even had a conversation? They may have had a conversation, and that's why he was uh, dancing around uh, and being so circumspect or so uh, vague, I should say, uh, vague in his response. But uh, everything I know suggests to me that. Uh, this is a, a, a non-story. Loyalty, and of course, only, by your favorite writer. Loyalty only needs to be paid to the one you're with right now. Mm. And I think uh, Buccaneer fans are like, oh, that's what, I got news for you. No one, and I, and I said it four, four or five years ago when I was on Jocks, that Tom Brady will not end his career in New England, and everyone thought I was crazy. He's a businessman first. And, well, and that's, so this and that's is, the truth. And, and so it would not surprise me to see him go. But as long as his playoff, his, his playing ability doesn't fall off, and it hasn't fallen off, there's really no reason why Tampa Bay would allow him to go anywhere so else. Here is the alleged. But he's one roll up away from being done for his life, too. Yeah. Well, every every player is. But I mean, at his age, I know he's in great shape. But come on, you're 35. Is so, difference between 35, 25, and 45? So here's the the. This is so crazy. But yeah, this is the, the sort of uh, plot that has been, or the scheme that, is, that has been uh, put forward here, that this is the, the rumor, is that Brady and Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, they uh, they would get together and Brady would retire, but it would be a fake retirement, mm-hmm. and he would become then an executive with the Dolphins. And then from there, somehow, some way, Brady would force a trade to Miami and then unretire and then be the quarterback of the Dolphins in 2022. So that's the theory. And maybe that's why uh, he retired in the first place. And, and, and then the reason that they didn't go through with this grand plan was because of the Brian Flores lawsuit against the NFL. And, uh, you know, he sued the NFL in February, uh, alleging racial discrimination uh, in the league's hiring practices. And the Dolphins are at the center of that lawsuit. And um, you remember that the Flores claims that the owner of the Dolphins, Ross, offered to pay $100,000 for each loss so the team would get a better draft pick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Flores, he didn't... Uh, Whatever happened to that lawsuit, the Flores lawsuit? Still ongoing, ongoing. I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I, look, I just think it's too complicated. And you'd somehow have to get the bucks to go along with this. It doesn't make any sense to me. And everything I know, and I know, everything I know is that Tom really likes being in Tampa. Uh, he's got a great relationship with Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator. And I know there's been rumors that there was a rift between uh, Bruce Arians and Tom. And that is why Tom, uh, people, this is the, the theory, that Tom uh, would only come back if unless, uh, I would come back on contingent upon Bruce retiring. Which is, is is BS as well. Uh, those guys, they, they love each other. I mean, I know that for a fact. I've seen them interact with each other. I've seen, you know. Seen them they, hug. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. I mean, well, Tom, they have on the sideline. Tom, Tom, Tom goes out of his way to do charity events for Bruce's uh, foundation. Yep. That was the last time where I, I spent time with Tom and Bruce was uh, down in uh, Tampa at a golf tournament. 
and um, at a banquet before the tournament. But anyway, there was like Tom. I, I believe he was the only Buck player there. I'm looking for. I mean, I'm just saying that these guys are close. Because they're yeah. very close. Now that part, and that's the whole I, I the whole don't. reason. Why did Tom go to Tampa in the first place? Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Well, and, and who did he win a Super Bowl a with? Bruce Arians. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens but, uh, with his career. Just, just I would say yeah, Tom I'm and sorry, Giselle. Tom, Tom and Giselle are building their dream house in Miami, and and that certainly fuels the fire. Yeah, Tony. I'm, I look, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over the next from now on for the next couple of years for Tom Brady because if, in fact, his play does start falling off a little bit, a little bit. Sooner or later, it's got to, but it, but I he don't wants think to, it's but this he, year. But he, but he wants to keep playing. Yep. Then, at, I, then, then at what point does 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 he that does he have a difficult time trying to find a place to go? Because you know, again, he's one roll-up. Yeah. He's a one-year guy right now. Really, I mean, yeah. at, at his age, it's not safe to give his guy a three- or four-year contract. No. And everybody wants to start a run of – Super Bowls with that quarterback. Would you hire a forty-five? I know, and people are like, "You're crazy." It's Tom Brady. I realize that he's got seven Super Bowls, but do you want to bring a forty-five-year-old in That's to your organization, thing. Cincinnati Bengals? Would they want to bring Tom Brady in right now? No, oh, don't say that but, in front but, of Lars. He'll no, get angry. Um, but they, they would. would they wouldn't even would, put would, Joe, even would, if they would, would, hold on to Joe. They wouldn't bring Tom in. Would the Dolphins give up on Tua to get Brady for one year? One year. year? I don't. I don't think so. I that don't think that's that, smart. I, mean, that, I think developing Tua further is their answer. But I, based on the answer mm-hmm. that he just gave us, yeah. do y'all think it makes it look like he did have conversations? Oh, he looks, I, I he looks it, guilty. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but you bring up the tampering thing. Well, he talked yeah. to a lot of teams. He said he, well, Miami was yeah. one of them. Uh, okay. I talked that, to is a lot that of, the way it was? Doing? Oh yeah, I talked to a lot of people. Uh, you know, I always keep. Yeah. My, I always keep my my, my options, options open. open. Yeah. Um. I do wonder, though, because uh, I know he's highly competitive, the fact that LeBron James is now the first billionaire who's still playing, by the way. I do wonder when Tom looks at that and goes, man. Because I know he's a highly competitive guy. And I know it's a different sport. But he's a business but, guy. But, 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 but Tom wants to, you know, and Kobe was probably on his way to being a billionaire, had he not perished in the helicopter crash. But the fact that, that LeBron has, has, has turned a, a $1 million investment into a pizza joint, into $350 million or whatever it was, is pretty amazing stuff. But I do wonder if Tom looks at that and goes, you know what? We need to get a new financial advisor. I'm still playing, too. I've got seven Super Bowls. I'm the GOAT, and I'm not a billionaire yet. LeBron wanted to start an NBA franchise in Las Vegas. Do you see that? Yeah. Uh, Let him do it. Uh-huh. LeBron has yeah. done. He's been great for the NBA. He has. By the way, he's I mean, carried it for the last few Giselle years. Giselle has earned more than Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. She's over $500 million. Yeah. Tom's about $230 million. Yeah. Such poverty. She's the breadwinner. How, how are they possibly? How do they make it, man? Why didn't um, Tom say when he got the three hundred seventy-five million dollar broadcast contract? I'm doing that for my family. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that 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 uh, Dustin that just aggravate. I, I guess so. I brought it up every day, right, Lars? Yeah. I yeah, blame like it on that. your family. Yeah, ask your wife how she feels about you making that uh, move to uh, Saudi Arabia. That's another reason. I'm not sure I'd want to travel a lot in yeah. these days. Especially in that area, dude. It's 115 degrees over there. They have an indoor uh, skiing range. They have what? Huh? They have an indoor skiing range, a snow skiing range, an indoor snow skiing range inside. Well, they Arabia. got a lot of money. And it's 110 degrees. You can go inside, and it's snowing inside. You can ski any day you want of the year. Really? Wow. Uh-huh. You seen that tennis court on top of like a 100-story building? Yeah. 
As at Low Walkway? Yeah. Not in. I, you know what? There's not enough money. No. Actually, I guess I could try yeah, for my family. Hey, I saw a Jurassic World last night. Can I talk about it on the other side? Yeah. 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 Uh, also, I'm I've gonna got run, a good, I'm going to run it for you. I've got a good on this day. Oh, good. All right. Uh, you're listening to Jay Barker Show. Tony Curry. Yes. As we're rolling out, Lars Thank Anderson you. is here as well. Wake up. Lincoln. Come on now. Tony, as we're rolling <laughs> out, you take us to break by telling us where we can get Tony Curry. Yes. Uh, just download the Tony Curry radio app. It's Curry, the K-K-U-R-R-E. Tony Curry radio app through Android and Apple. And uh, better yet, go to Spotify. Search Tony Curry Radio, and you can hear all of our podcasts. We have well over 200 shows now up on Tony Curry Radio. We have everything from Blues Almighty, Dark Side of the Pooch, a veterinarian show, Adapter Parish. We have Mission Minded. We have a Live Wire Wednesday show, all ACDC. Every Wednesday night, we have a win in Rome with Stuart Rome. We have uh, Brother Kane's Damon Johnson going back in the run 2023. He does a show with us every Friday at noon or eight. And again, you can go to Spotify and search our entire podcast of great shows. And thank you for letting me share that because I'm super proud of it. It's really good. Tony Curry Radio. Check it out. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.C. Letter O. about the soft white guys in the 70s, you know, yeah. with, uh, with Jim Seals passing away, Seals across, England, and John Marcoli, Ambrosia, Orleans, Pablo Cruz, Hall, J- James Taylor, Robbie Dupree, Steal Away. Oh, God, what a great song. <laughs> I know, right? Christopher Cross. Man, bread. No wonder I never got any until I was the 22 bread, years old. The best of bread, eight-track tape. Oh, yeah. Was must-have material in high school. Loggins and Messina? No parking with. You had, I mean, for people that, 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 that aren't as old as we are, you had a lot of just soft, soft white guys. It was uh, duos of guys, Paul and Oates, and they're still together. But you just never, you know, was it like Jonas Brothers? Are there, are there any other pairs of two uh, white guys that do music together anymore? I mean, if they did, you think they're gay. But, I mean, it's... it's, it's it, Tony. That was all you had in the 70s. England and John Forcoli love oh, the answer, I dude. love them. Oh, I did too. Love to see you tonight. Really. Yeah, that's a, that's a great song. Um, that's Tony Curry, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. Lincoln has yet to give us a sign that he's here. Audio. He's ready for. He's now, ready, ready for the, twelve minutes. Ready for the tea time. Yeah, you're he, wants, good. he wants to pull out that yeah. one wood and start drilling it. The big um, dog. I Tina Pie. Nineteen seventy-one on this day, June tenth. Johnny Musso and Lydell Mitchell got on a plane flew to, to Vietnam. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That they cool. would do that. That was a regular thing. I remember it. That was a regular thing back then. So I think some NFL, Major League players, that, that, they would do that as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just saw that this morning. Thought I'd bring it up. You ever wonder, uh, based on what's going on over the Ukraine, if this country was ever 
breached, how many people in their 20s and 30s in Major League Sports would actually hang it up and go to war? Zero. I agree with you. And I, I think that's really Well, I don't know. I uh, Pat Tillman has been gone, what, 15 years? Yeah. yeah. But he's recent, and he did it. I mean, he quit. And a great story. To go. Yeah. What but an I mean, American. But, I mean, if we really needed the bodies, how many guys would quit their NFL careers right now to go to war? The, the patriotism in Ukraine has been oh, amazing to it's, see. Uh, it's off the hook, man. I, I realize it's a totally different land and a totally different situation there and economically and everything else. But um, I love going back and watching those World War One and World War Two <clears throat> movies and how it really encapsulated this country's spirit when we really needed to get after it and, yeah. and knock it out. Speaking of encapsulating spirits, I watched your Jurassic World last night, Dominion. All right. Um, so give us the review. I will. I will say this. Uh, I'm a Jurassic Park guy. There were a lot of people there with Jurassic Park dinosaurs. It was. It was. It was a cult. Dress? It was cult. Yeah, it was cult. There was a dude dressed as a dinosaur. There were kids holding their little plush dinosaur T Rexes. Was this were, like the premiere? Or did this, uh, it actually like a, opens tonight, but last night they had a preview uh, at the okay. IMAX theater, and so you could see the movie. Oh wow! You, you could have easily seen the movie last night, and uh, everyone was wearing their Jurassic Park T-shirts. I was like, wow, this is kind of freaky, right? Um, and uh, it's it's where they took uh, Sam Neill and Laura Dern and all the people and Jeff Goldblum from the early one. They put them together with the new staff. And so they all – so I figured there had to be a lot of loose ends they were trying to figure out. And it ran two and a half hours. There had to be a way to try to create the story. So the storylines at the beginning of, mo- of the movie, and I, I was sitting with a friend of mine. I was like, man, this is getting confusing because I, I just want to see dinosaurs kill each other, right? And there was plenty of that too. But it was really – but then about an hour into it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little bit of a spoiler uh, alert here. Um, there's a scene where uh, they're selling dinosaurs in this black market underground. All hell breaks loose. It's the best Jurassic Park sequence of any of the movies I've ever seen. It goes on for that's, about it goes on for about horror. seven or eight minutes. It is it is awesome. I, I I mean I was like this better be good, but that part of the movie was well worth just the thirty four ninety nine I spent to get in. Thirty four ninety nine. Did you take your kid? No, I, I you just you solo to a movie. Yeah. I had a friend of mine with me. I've done that. I, oh, but, uh, but if you're a Jurassic Park fan, you're going to love the movie. Uh, certainly not uh, four buckets or five buckets of popcorn, but uh, probably three, three and a half. Uh, and then they they obviously did. There were towards the end, they were just throwing in dinosaur fights, just to throw in dinosaur fights, which a lot of people want to see. Wow, it's, it's um, great graphic. But it was great. And in the end of it, and by the way, Laura Dern, uh, who I thought was like 65, she's only 55 years old. She looked fantastic. Her and Sam Neill, who we always wanted to hook up there in the first Jurassic Park movie. Uh, they do at the end. He's 74 years old. And then Jeff Goldblum kind of steals the show. He's actually hilarious. Oh, his his Apartment.com commercials are really weird. I think he's a really strange yeah. guy, but he's perfect for that role. But he was really, really funny in the movie. Um, and then, of course, the little girl's back, Charlotte girl's back. Um, but it was really good. If you want to go uh, go check it out. I'd Who's do. the girl you were talking about during the break? Um Bryce something? Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard is the redhead who's in the movie. Uh, she plays Claire. She is unbelievable uh, looking in this movie, and, and she's a great actress. Um, so there's a lot of running scenes with her wearing sheer white top stuff. She's fantastic. But she had to gain 35 pounds for this new TV or movie role that she's yeah. doing. And so now she's doing all these Jurassic Park red carpet things, and she's huge. I mean, she, oh, know, she knows she's wow. huge. She's like, I'm fat. I'm like, because she... But she had to gain 35 pounds for this new role, and I'm like, what happened to her? Because she's so attractive. She's still beautiful, even... She's like Ron Howard's daughter. She's kind of she did a reverse rebel, Rebel Wilson. Uh huh. 
she, she, she's got big. And I'm thinking to myself, how hard would it be? We were talking about what you do for money, you know, like the, the yeah. live uh, golf thing. If I said, listen, I'll give you a million dollars to gain 35 pounds, but you got to lose it within a year to get your million dollars, could you do it? Uh, for a million? No problem. Do you think you could? Yeah, uh, I, I think I could. Yeah, I would for a million bucks. But 35 pounds, she's like, she woke up. She's like, she had food around her. She just ate constantly. She goes, and I got so sick. I was throwing up. It was horrible because my body wasn't used to it because she works out. and she's. Yeah. But, uh, and now she's got to lose it because someone else is going to come say, listen, we don't want to fat Bryce Dallas Howard. You're too hot. You need to lose some weight. But she is really, really pretty in the movie. She's fantastic. She's a redhead. You know how I am about redheads. I know. Uh, you know, only <laughs> thing to get to, uh, let's not get him started on Julie Andrews either. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh, have you seen uh, The Maverick? Uh, I have not seen The Maverick yet. I don't guess any of us, any of us have. I may go see it uh, now that things cooled off just a little bit. I may go. Uh, there was a great Air Force commercial, though, on the big screen last night, and the whole thing I thought was a Maverick uh, preview, and it wasn't. It was perfect placement for the Air Force. Uh, what what theater the, did you go to? Uh, Patton Creek. Patton Creek. Go to the, I went to the IMAX thing. IMAX is kind of overblown. You can it on the 3D, the standard of the IMAX, and so I did the IMAX, and the screen's just a little bit bigger, but it, it's not like the Saran. It's not like uh, McWayne. The IMAX. It's not the Wayne. McWayne is yeah, really McWayne, hard to beat. That would be, that would be awesome to I've see. I've seen a lot. Uh, lot but it was super loud, too. Uh, the sound system at the IMAX downtown at McWayne. Yeah. Blow you away. Yeah. I've always wanted to just take some Led Zeppelin albums in there and just say, hey, oh, yeah. could you play this? <laughs> oh, that'd be good. I don't, I don't need any visual. The Rolling Stone Steel Wheels Tour was uh, shot in IMAX, and I saw that down there, and it was, it was unbelievable. But, yeah, Jurassic Park, go see it. It's a good movie. It's good for um, you. You'll like it. You got a czar, Lars? How about you be the Lars? Lars is the czars. Is I the czar of college uh, football. Sankey. And then... Um, let him figure it all out. He's a smart guy. Nick Saban after he retires would be good. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to retire. But that, that? that would have been my guess, too. What he seems to get it and understand it and, and want to try and get some uniformity uh, in the entire process. Yeah, I'm afraid they'd get some old has-been that has been around college football for a long period of time but hasn't really been in it for a while. I know a lot of people like Kirk Herbstreit because he's young and influential and can get after a little bit, but... Um, yeah, I think the uh, the five conferences got to come together, and and, and they probably are. They're, I'm assuming they're meeting right now, going, "Listen, guys, we got to get a hold of this. This is getting ridiculous because we're all beating each other up." And uh, quite frankly, uh, you know, if you're raising fifty million dollars for your roster every year, that money could be going to something much better than football players. Who and we know, Lars, we know that just because you're a hundred million dollars over the salary cap doesn't mean you're going to win a World Series. So you know you better be ready to have some of those boosters and some of those business people that are investing this money. They want to see results, and they're not always going. Just because you get the best players doesn't mean you win championships. Ask Brooklyn. Yeah, it doesn't happen, and I love that. I love that more than anything in the world when they spend all the money to get the best team and they fall flat on their face. And I think most fans do. I absolutely love that. Good luck, uh, Am. Not happening with the yeah. Yankees, is it? They're pretty good. By the way, the how are your Braves doing? Eight in a row, baby. Thank you for bringing that up. We are playing lights out right now. It's about time. Braves would be in the playoffs, right, if they started today? No, because there's too many other teams that would get the wild card. I thought card they would get the last wild card. Oh, I, now I hadn't looked at the standings. Mate, you, you could easily be right. I just thought, I read What's that. Freddie Freeman doing? Is he, uh, is he doing any, not with? I know he's not with Atlanta, but is he having a good year? I know they cut loose, and a lot of people didn't like that, but he was on the backside of his career. 
Well, and no, uh, that's the reason the Braves didn't sign him. Same reason you were talking about Tom Brady. Nobody's going to give him a four or five year contract. Yeah, the Reds have Joey Votto for the forty second consecutive year. I like he's batting, that guy. Batting two five. Oh yeah, oh. he's not hitting this year. At it's time. All. He needs to sit on the bench, be a utility player. Sorry, Joey, I love you, but enough's enough. He's been a good Red, hasn't he? <clears throat> he has been a good Red. Who is your favorite Red of all time? Uh, my favorite Red, uh, it would have to be P- Peter Edward Rose. But um, I was a little doggy guy. I love me some Tony Perez. Davey Concepcion was always David one of my Concepcion. favorite. Man, he was the first guy that Bernie ever. Bernie Carbo. Bernie Carbo. He would, uh, Davey was the first one that actually got the bounce off the uh, AstroTurf, right? At first base. Mm-hmm. He could throw across the diamond and make it bounce. Yeah. Um, George Foster. George Foster, the year he had 52 bombs, was certainly one of my favorites. But, uh, He's from Alabama. Yeah. Cesar Geronimo used to play center field. He was unbelievable. Just Don Gullet. Yeah. What a name. Joe Morgan was a hell of a player. Yeah, Joe was. Morgan with the chicken leg, the chicken arm. Big red machine. That was a it fun was so team good. to watch. Johnny Bench. We had Johnny Bench on the show. He sang happy birthday to me a couple years ago. Johnny Bench is, is legendary. And you won't stink. He does that blue emu commercial. Remember that picture in Sports Illustrated where he's holding like six baseballs? Mm-hmm. Wow. And he used to have a great throwout rate at second base. Oh, I mean, he could get after it. He was the best catcher. He may right. still be. Of course, they're moving, they're moving best second, catcher they're moving, ever. They're moving second base in a little bit. It's going to be more difficult to steal. How is it? Yeah, they're bringing second base in like nine inches to make it a perfect diamond. Because right now, second base is at the top of the diamond. They're going to move it inside the diamond, so it's going to be a little shorter, so it's going to be uniform. Right now, it's not as far from first to second as it is from second to third, or from first to second. Really? Yeah. I, I, I almost feel like he's pulling my leg. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was pulling my leg until I pulled the story up. Pull up Major League Baseball changing second base. Yeah, it's true. Well, I don't like some of the changes they got going on this running. Yeah, they're also second. adding a base. There's going to be five bases now instead of four. Now, that I did read. Uh, <laughs> it's going to change the entire yeah. configuration of that. You're and, right. And they're going to add a player. It's right? going to put exactly 87 feet between first and second, and it used to be 88 feet, 1.5 inches. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you see how many bang bang plays there at second, Whoa. you're going to see. Think about how many bang bang plays there are at first. If it, if it were 91 or 89 feet to first base, yep. the game would be changed drastically. I know, right? It? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Oh. All right, so, do you guys. think those will result in more runners trying to steal going from second to third? It should. They're going to be get. closer. Well, yeah. and, and plus, usually, uh, you can get a better lead off second than you can first. Sure you can. Yeah, so, you'll probably see more stealing of third. But we, don't, we don't see many stolen bases, period, now. It's not like the 60s and 70s where, you know, you had Lou Brock and oh, Mari Will. Ricky Henderson. Henderson. New book out on Ricky Henderson. Joe, Joe, Morgan. To read. Joe Morgan was base stealing machine what is uh what is it some writer said um about ricky henderson um uh, he said uh if, if something about a water uh plant he said it, if he's any any dumber he'd have he'd be a plant you'd have to water <laughs> it was it was not flattering at all. that fast you don't need to be anything but a plant just steal hey. the base ricky just do your thing man and he did they did uh best ever all right, uh, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Lars, Matt, Lincoln. Enjoy your golf round, man. Tony Curry. Looking forward to it. Got to yeah. hit that tea time. Yep. Do it. Yeah. See you, Lincoln. Say, at least say bye. Hey, go. he said bye. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tony and I, by the way, will be back. Yes. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. 
Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Chance of a few scattered showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 89. Tonight's low, 67. Tomorrow we start the day with morning sunshine, then a chance of widely scattered showers and storms by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back to Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, uh, along with Tony Curry. Thanks for hanging out. Today. Man, thanks for having me. You ever see you uh, live at Daryl's? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I do watch it. Daryl Holland uh, comes up with all kinds of different uh, guests, and I guess Hall and Oates are still on the road doing their thing. I saw them in Tuscaloosa. By the way, that amphitheater is awesome. That is good. Right there on the river. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and, and they were good, mm-hmm. but they didn't play any of the early Blue-Eyed Soul stuff that really? I really loved. Abandoned Luncheonette, the, the album that um she's gone came out mm-hmm. it's one of the best albums of, it's, it's it's a permanent in my father yeah. um but they didn't do a lot of that they did more of the you know one thing about them is i realized wow they really did have a lot of it do have they a, a lot they, of it. they do they, and they're still making it too and john oates uh for for for, for all the uh, all the, the smack back he gets for being john oates he really is the cog in that wheel that keeps things rolling he the songs he has written for other bands is unbelievable. Just pull up John Oates and what he's written for other bands. I mean, he's written everything for Paul Young stuff, Every Time I Go Away, to Ice House Tunes. He's written so many songs for so many other people. Huey Lewis and the News, he's written songs for, like, so many different – he's a great – we talk about songwriters. He's a great songwriter, much more so than Daryl Hall. Now, Daryl Hall is the front guy, and he can sing it, but John Oates is pretty amazing. Oh. That's why they're still together. And one thing I was absolutely amazed when Karen and I went to go see them. Mm-hmm. How short John Oates is. Yeah. I, I don't think he's five feet. He's, I think he's five three, five four. Uh, he's he could a, be a jockey. He could be in the Belmont coming up tomorrow. Um, as uh, our buddy Scott Griffin used to say, <clears throat> he could pose for the top of a wedding cake. <laughs> oh, he thought that was kind of kind of clever. So, what you got going on this weekend? I'm going to cut grass and dig up stumps. I'm gonna stay busy. Wow, I'll be right over. Mm-hmm. And they say you later on tonight. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go see, I'm trying to go see Eat a Peach yes. at Avondale. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be a, an Allman Brothers cover band that just kicks it. Yeah. Have you heard that? I, I have. I've never seen them, but I hear they're fantastic. You cover also hear that Bar 31 might close? Okay. Really? We're getting, uh, I think they. it's a lease deal. Somebody bought the building. I mean, that that's the modern-day Hogan. Where are we going to go for our early know. bird dinners? I don't know. Oh, and their lunches are unbelievable. <laughs> Tony, have a great weekend. You too, bro. Thank you. You're listening to The Jay Barker 